um, I just heard in my spirit, catch me if I fall. And so today's title is called Catch Me If I Fall. And the Lord had already been speaking to me during the week about, you know, how when things unexpected happen in your life, the enemy really wants to chop us at our legs and come in and make us fall in areas where we're weakened. And, and I have been thinking about that. And the word fall, it means to come or drop down suddenly to a lower position, to leave standing or position suddenly, whether voluntarily or not. Lately here, it has not been voluntarily that things are occurring and things are changing, right? I don't know how it's been for you guys and your families, but I know that there's a lot of changes that are coming that are unexpected. And the enemy right away wants us to see the bad in everything. He wants us to see the bad and, and get us to fall in agreement with our old nature, our old mindset of what we, we've done and we've known to do in the past to get us to go backwards. But we cannot go backwards anymore. We are in, in a time of moving forward. And the whole time things are popping up and happening, the Lord begins to tell me through the process, he's like, you don't have time to stay focused on that. You've got to keep moving. And so something else would happen unexpectedly, and then the Lord would tell me again, you don't have time for that. you got to keep moving. And you got to keep being driven to move forward, not go backwards. And so then finally, you know, the day that we took my husband to go see the doctor, he released the word to that lady, we're driving back from like an hour away, and I'm driving the vehicle, and boom, my vehicle starts messing up on me. And we had to be in Bryan that night because we had an event. And I'm like, oh, my God, we have this event. And, I, I, and the Lord told me, like, I was, like, going to freak out because, look, I'm human, and I freak out. And then all of a sudden, I, my thoughts start running in my head. I'm just being real and transparent with you. And I'm thinking, like, I'm a solution person, so I'm trying to think, okay, how is this all going to work out tonight? Because this is something I didn't expect to happen. So we're driving, and the car messes up, and the Lord tells me, you got to keep moving. You don't have time to stand still. You got to keep being driven to keep moving forward. Don't let that be a distraction to you. You've got things to do for my kingdom, and you can't be stalled. So we dropped off one vehicle, got into a ve another vehicle, and I just started to thank the Lord. Because the Lord, every time these um, involuntary things have, have come up in my life, there's always a way out of this situation. There's always something there that God's trying to show me, like, I'm still with you. I'm still helping you work through these things, and you just have to keep moving forward. And so I started looking up, like, you know, um, even about this whole fall thing, you know, catch me if I fall. And, you know, um, I believe it was Brandy one day. We were talking last week, and we had Bible class. And she started talking about how in recovery sometimes, they go and they, they have you go and you, um, you fall down and somebody catches you. And, you know, the Lord is really stretching us and trusting him this season. He really is stretching us and trusting him. And, and that's why I wanted to title that today is Catch Me If I Fall. Because many, many years ago, the Lord 
took me through a transition in my ministry. And I remember being in worship one day, and the Lord comes to me, and he says, he says, you have a choice. You can fall to your old nature, fall to the old things that you did, or you can, you can, you can choose to jump in this thing with me. And I was standing there, and I was like, what do you mean, God? Like, I don't even want to go. I don't want to even want to be in this situation. Like, I don't want to even deal with this. And he's like, no, these are your two choices. You have a choice to, to fall into the old way of thinking in the old ways, or you have a choice to jump in with me. And this morning, there, the river was flowing in here this morning. That's why that joy popped in into the, into the atmosphere, because the rivers were flowing this morning. So he was like, you're going to jump in the river with me? Are you going to stand on the banks? And I was like, well, I don't know, Lord. He's like, well, you got to think fast. You got to make a decision now. And I really believe the Lord is having us make decisions right now, but it's for, our, it's for, it's for the best for us. And, and you don't see it now because you try to look at things in your own mindset in the, in the natural ways of thinking and the Lord's like no I'm doing something supernaturally so you have to be with Holy Spirit you got to call on my Holy Spirit because you're not seeing what I'm trying to get you to see and my husband is a huge visionator and my husband will visionate all day all night I mean like I run I'm just trying to keep up with my husband and sometimes my my husband will say you're not catching the vision you're not seeing what I'm seeing and the Lord began to show me that the other day when my car was messing up on me. You know, anxiety wanted to hit, worry wanted to hit, all these things wanted to hit. And the Lord told me, he says, you have two choices. You jump in this with me or you go back to the old ways, the, way, the old way of you thinking and trying to carry this thing by yourself. Catch me if I fall, right? Catch me if I fall. And when I had this encounter years ago, I said, God, I trust you. I trust you with everything. I trust you with my family. I trust you with everything. And as soon as I let go of what I was holding on to, I began in the natural to fall back, which was so funny because we were just talking about this this past week about when you trust somebody, you'll fall back on them and let them catch you. And so I, I, in this encounter, I was falling back, and the Lord was going to catch me. And so as I fell back, what came under me was an eagle. And I fell on the eagle, and I got swooped up by the Lord. And I felt the winds of change come hit my face all at the same time. And the Lord says, I'm getting ready to take you on an adventure. Are you ready? Do you got yourself strapped in? Are you ready for my goodness to come pouring out? And I was standing there because I totally didn't expect this to happen. I thought when I fell and I let go of everything I was holding on to, I thought when I let it go and I fell, I thought I was going to fall hard on the floor because nobody was behind me. We didn't have any catchers or anything behind me. But I felt the presence of the Lord land in my belly and land on me so heavy. And the, the eagle comes underneath me and nothing happened to my head or to my body when I fell in the natural because the eagle came and swooped under me and caught me. 
And the Lord's like, I'll catch you if you fall. I'll catch you if you fall. If you, if you just trust in me, trust that my thoughts towards you are good every day, trust in me. And see, a lot, of the, a lot of the times, I almost called this message, I almost called it like out of control. Because I wanted to call it out of control because we have no control over situations right now. And we're really trying to have control over everything around us. And God's like, you have to relinquish your control. We were singing about it this morning. The worship team had no idea what we we're going to be talking about today. But I surrender... I surrender all, that song we were singing, that's where God wants us to be right now. We can't hold on to those things anymore that we're holding on to. He's like, let it go. Let this, this whole decision making we've had to make with this building, every part of it, God's like, give it to me. Don't carry it. Give it to me. I had four words given to me in one week. God's taking, to, taking you to a place of rest. And in the natural, I'm looking at it from a natural stance, and I'm like, God, this, this doesn't look like rest, God. I don't know what you're saying. This doesn't look like rest. Like, I just see work, 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 and the transition and the change. And God's like, because you're not seeing it the way that I'm trying to show it to you. You're not seeing it in my vision. You're not seeing it the way that I'm trying to show it to you. You're not in, in my spirit. You're not seeking me. You're not in the intimate place with me. And sometimes the busyness of things will, ca will get you to stop going into the intimate, in intimacy with God. So sometimes he's got to shift and move things, and we're not prepared for them. But because he's going to do something great. Catch me if I fall, Jesus. <laughs> in Proverbs 16, 8 through 19, 18 through 19, it says, Better it is to be of a humble spirit with lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. <laughs> and I started thinking about even my decision making. I was like, am I making the decisions because I'm worried about what people are going to think or say? Or I'm making this decision because the Holy Spirit is leading me. So I started understanding that the shift was coming, the move was coming, and it's like a river. Have you ever tried to swim up the opposite way of a river? You, it's a lot of work to try to swim an opposite way. When the river's running one way and you're trying to swim the other way, God's like, <laughs> you're giving yourself a lot of extra work that you were never meant to have. Because we want, to take, we want to have control. We want to be the ones that do everything and have control over things. And God's like, can you just flow in the river for a little while? Can you let the streams, the streams that I'm releasing right now, begin to flow with me and take you where you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do? And I started seeing pride even in my decision-making. Because the pride that the enemy was trying to put on me was my old nature. It was the old way of me thinking. It was the old way of me trying to be in control and try to have these great ideas. And God's like, no, you have to surrender. You have to begin to go with the flow of the rivers in your life in order for me to come in and do something. 
Proverbs 29, 23, a man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Your decision-making right now, where is it coming from? Is it coming from a place of pride because you're worried about what everybody's going to say and think? Or is your decision-making coming led by the Holy Spirit, going with the flow of the Lord? And you know what the Lord told me the other day? He said, you got to be okay with it. See, a lot of the times we're not okay with the changes. We're not okay with the things that God is beginning to do that are unexpected. And we're not looking at it as an adventure that God wants to take us on. I always think of Weenie the Pooh, and I know you think it's probably funny. But when I was a kid, I used to love Weenie the Pooh. And he would always go, every cartoon was about going on an adventure. And the Lord began to show me that the other day. And it's silly to you, but he'll speak to you on the way that you understand. And so he says, can't you just be like Weenie the Pooh and come on an adventure with me? And just let me show you and take you wherever I want to show you and take you this season? Do you have to have so much control over the decisions that are being made that it has to look the way that you want it to be, that it has to sound the way you want it to sound? I'm just being very transparent this morning. And some people won't talk about these things, and they won't say anything about it, and they'll keep a straight face like they're okay, but I'm being real this morning. This is the process that I've been going through. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy burdened or laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and, le and learn of me. Learn of me. He's trying to teach us something right now in this process. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is is easy and my burden is light. Why do we keep allowing the enemy to, to have this heaviness upon us, these burdens upon us that the Lord never gave us? We, he's trying to teach us something in the process of the changes, but we have to be alert to the Spirit of God to allow that to happen. If we're trying to go the other direction, if we're trying to fight the very thing he's trying to do, you're going to grow weary and tired. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be heavy burdened. And God's like, can you just move out of the way for a moment so I can come in and do what I have to do? And my yoke is easy because it's not yours to carry. Everything that I want to do with you, let me do it. You know? And I started looking up the word lowly, and I was like, what is lowly? Lowly in your heart. Like, that's two scriptures in a row with that word lowly. I didn't even mean for that to happen. And it says, lowly is humble in manner or spirit, free from self-assertiveness pride, not lofty or sublime, prosaic, ranking low in some hierarchy. See, God is trying to speak to us and take us, you know, hi, a real um, awesome woman, Heidi would say this, and she would always say this, she goes, low and slow. 
And we've forgotten to be low and go low and slow. We really have. We've really gotten ourselves out of the place of intimacy with the Lord. And we've gotten in the place of being the decision makers in our own life, thinking that our ideas and our ways are the best way to go. And God's trying to stop and intervene in our lives. And he's trying to say, I had some, this is how awesome the Lord is. I had somebody come to the store on Saturday and they're very hyped. It was a very hyped up person with a lot of energy and a lot to say. And they couldn't, they couldn't be quiet. They couldn't be still. They were just going and going and going. And they're walking through the aisles of the store. And I'm, I'm, I just came from my office of getting the message together. And this person is walking around the store and they're all hyped up and they're talking and talking. And all of a sudden, I know the Lord walks in the room. Because a person says to themselves, slow down, slow down, you're going too fast. We need to slow down and hear what, what the Lord wants us to buy, what the Lord wants us to purchase today. What is the Lord saying? And it blew me out of the water. I was like, Lord, you're so awesome that you confirm everything in the natural. You're confirming the very thing that you're trying to talk to us right now. That's amazing. And I just listened. I just smiled. This person had no idea. I had just come out of my office getting the word together about God slowing things down so we can get in his peace and rest for a moment. If you feel pressured and heavy burden right now, God's trying to give you breath. He's trying to get you to breathe again. He's trying to get you to have some joy in your life again. He's appreciate the time. You know, I used to tell people this all the time because I used to always be on the road like 10 months out of the whole year. We were on the road, pack and go, pack and go. That was my life for a long time. And I would tell people, those moments you sat in, in your home and you were not traveling, enjoy them. And they were looking at me like, no, I just want to go and I just want to preach God and I just want to do this and do that. And I was like, no, you're going to appreciate it later. Listen to the wisdom. Listen to the wisdom God's releasing right now in the spirit. He's releasing wisdom to us in areas of our life. And he's like, sometimes you got to appreciate those times of rest and of peace. Because when the acceleration comes and the increase comes and you got to start getting on that crazy ride again... <laughs> You'll be well ready from intimacy of being in the room with the Lord. Isn't that amazing? He's setting you up and you don't even realize it. He's setting me up and I didn't realize it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Shitarabashati, Proverbs 11:2. When pride comes in, then shame comes. But when the lowly there's wisdom. We've got to be lowly again in our hearts for the Lord. So that way wisdom can walk in the room. And we're not making our own decisions and carrying the weight of those decisions right now. We've got to go real low in our hearts and just say, God, whatever you want to do, I'm good. I, it's not about me, Jesus. Proverbs 16, 8 through 19. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. See, that's what the enemy wants, that fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly. 
than to divide the spoil with the proud. Ephesians 4.2, with all low, low lined, lowliness, lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. <laughs> There's that word again. God, let us be lowly in our hearts for you, God. Let us take all of your heart inside of our heart. Let us be so connected in intimacy with you, Lord, that it's not about our great ideas or what we want or what we want to have control over. I was at the Bryan location the day, and I'm looking outside, and the wind's blowing so hard. And I'm just looking out the window, and I see this bird is trying to fly against the wind. And I just started to laugh because I was like, bird, you're not going to win. The wind's going to blow you the other direction. <laughs> and the bird is like really trying hard to fly against the wind. <laughs> And he's like trying hard and I'm watching him and the wind just comes and goes and blows him into a tree. And I just busted out laughing because it was the Lord speaking to me. And the Lord's like, the winds of change are here. But you got to begin to flow with those winds in the direction I want you to go. If you're trying to come against the very direction that I'm trying to take you in, you're not going to win. You're going to be exhausted and tired from fighting the winds of change in your life that the Lord's going to be like, are you done? You know, like when somebody holds you and you're like trying to fight them and they're trying to hold you back and you're like swinging with all your full force and you're like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get them. <laughs> and the Lord's like, calm down. <laughs> You're not going to win. The Lord wins in every part of our lives. And we've got to begin to let him in. God wants us to be in a place of peace and rest, trusting in him this season. Psalms 112.7. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. How many of you have gotten some bad news lately? I know I have. To me, it looked bad. But the Lord has been shifting my thoughts. And the Lord's like, is it bad or is it me? Because the bad news that you think is bad that you've been receiving in your life could not be bad. But you perceive it as it being bad. It could be the Lord in that bad news that you think is bad. And I started thinking about him. He's like, just trust in me. Trust in me. Don't think it's bad. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's me doing that. And you're thinking that it's something you did wrong. You're automatically walking in shame of something that you did wrong or some bad decision or something that, man, what could have I have done better? The would have, could have, should have is a plan of the enemy. It's not the Lord. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. And if your steps are ordered by the Lord, as long as you continue to listen to Holy Spirit in your steps, then you didn't do anything wrong to receive those bad news. But the enemy will have you want to fall back 
to the things of your old nature and fall back to the things that you've always done in a comfortable state. And God's shaking some things right now and making you feel very uncomfortable right now. I'm speaking for me too. Making me feel very uncomfortable right now. And all I, all I can say is, God, I got to trust in you. Catch me if I fall, Lord. Proverbs 3, 5. With all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. With all your heart. We're talking about the lowly heart. You got to go low in your heart to be with the Lord in the intimate place. With all your heart, trust in him. Don't lean on your, un your own understanding. Your own understanding is never going to be able to figure something out, I promise you. You'll grow weary and tired trying to figure it out. Psalms 37, 4 through 6. Delight yourself in the Lord. I saw that this morning in our worship. Us delighting ourselves in him. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noon day. We're going to be across the street of the Justice Center at Bryan, Ohio. It's going to happen on the noon day. I'm waiting for it. I'm like, God, I'm, 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 I'm done trying to figure it out. I, I surrender it to you. I give it to you. I don't know what you're going to do, but whatever you're going to do, it's going to have me in mind, and your thoughts towards me are good every day. So I get to receive the blessing from it. So I'm waiting for the blessings. Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, do we all love God? We do, right? All things work together for good. <laughs> for those who are called according to his purpose. Not our purpose. Not what we think is the, the right thing to do. His purpose. When you're in his will, you're doing what he's telling you to do. You're in his purpose. Because you love him. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to abound in hope. What's the opposite of that? If, if you have hope deferred, it makes your heart sick. Some of you have your heart sick this morning? Cling on to this scripture right here. The power of the Holy Spirit begins to abound you in hope. You need hope this morning? Attach yourself to the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God will come, and when things look a mess, and things look chaotic, and things don't look like the way you expect them to look like, 
All of a sudden, Holy Spirit comes and gives you this supernatural hope in your heart because you're lowly in your heart. And he comes and puts this hope in your spirit. And you're like, I'm just excited and hopeful. I don't even know what I'm excited and hopeful about, but I know what I feel inside of me. And I know that it's supernatural and it's only the Lord could put it there. It makes no sense in the natural with what I'm dealing with and this, the decisions I have to make right now. But I'm clinging on to the Holy Spirit because I'm abounding in his hope. It's not our hope like we work up hope inside ourselves. It's the Holy Spirit's hope that is from heaven. Heaven comes in, into your house. Heaven comes into your life. And heaven comes in and fills you with that hope that you're needing right now. Hope deferred makes your heart sick. Who wants to be sick? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be sick in my heart. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. Well, this didn't happen. And you were believing for this, and that didn't happen. And, and I'm like, no. The Lord has it all covered. Every decision, he has it covered. It doesn't look good in the natural. But I'm going to cling to Holy Spirit and abound in hope, and God's going to take care of the things that I can't take care of. Only Holy Spirit can go and rearrange things and move things on our behalf. And even when we're still and we know that he's God, Holy Spirit is on the move doing things for us. Right now you're sitting there in your chair, you're watching on the live stream, and God's doing something for you this very second, and you don't even realize it. The angelics are running around, and they're dispatching help, and they're going out, and they're getting things that you, you didn't even know you needed. I didn't know I needed peace and rest. I just keep being driven and keep moving and keep going forward because that's what I know how to do apostolically. And the Lord comes and gives me four words and says, you're entering into a season of peace and rest. Well, what does that look like, God? What does peace and rest look like? And the Lord's like, you're going to get into this intimate place with me. We're going to size down some things for a bit. And you're going to have more time to be before me. So we should be excited. And he's, he's stirred up this excitement in my heart and this hunger in my heart. And the Lord's like, I got it all taken care of. What are you worried about? I've got your family taken care of. I've got your kids taken care of. Why are you having, be anxious for nothing. That's what the word of God says. Be anxious for nothing, for nothing. Whatever's giving you anxiety, whatever's giving you this, this heaviness inside of you, be anxious for nothing. Get rid of it. It's not the Lord. The enemy wants you to fall back to what you knew was right with you growing up, and he wants you to fall back to your old nature, and the Lord is going to catch you if you fall. The eagle's going to come and swoosh under you and carry you to the next thing that he wants you to go to. He's building our faith right now. F unbelievable faith. And, you know, the other day we're driving and the Lord began to tell me, he's like, you've been here before. Why are you having such a hard time? You've believed me for bigger things. You've believed me for all kinds of things, even for other people, and I've shown up and I've done it. Why can't you believe me for this? 
Why can't you believe me that I got the building taken care of? Why can't you believe me that I got your family taken care of? Why can't you believe me that I'm moving pieces around for your good? Because all things work for the good of God. And sometimes we're trying to hold on to the pieces and we're like holding on with dear life. Like, I don't want to let this go, God. I'm one of those people because change is not good for me. I have a hard time with change. And my husband will, he'll change in two seconds. We're going to go here. Never mind, we're going to go over here. And it has stretched me, but it's been good for me. I need the stretching. I need the pulling. I need to be ready that when God says jump off the cliff, I've got to jump off and trust that the eagle's going to come and swoop and catch me if I fall. That's faith. Faith without works is what? It's dead. (laughs) It's dead. God's trying to bring life into us. And here we are holding on to things that don't even matter to God. Yes, they matter to us, but sometimes God's like, I'm trying to take you to a new place. Let it go and give it to me. We always blame the other person for things in our life, but sometimes God does those things to allow us for us to grow and for us to learn from them. I'm learning a lot with the Lord, and he's showing me things inside myself that I'm still working on. And I can't put it on somebody else what God's trying to do in me. I've got to have accountability, and I've got to say, God, you're doing something new inside of me. And I'm just going to say, you know, we were singing earlier, Peter was singing, and the worship team was singing about saying yes. That's what he told me on Friday. My car just broke down. I'm trying to switch to another vehicle. I'm trying to hurry up and get to Brian. And the Lord says, are you going to tell me yes? Are you going to keep fighting me on it? Are you going to say yes? And yes is a big thing for me and my family. Because every time transition has come, every time change has come, big decision making has come to my family, we've always been together in agreement and jumping in together and saying yes. But this last time was hard for me. I'm just being honest. And I had to get before the Lord. And the Lord's like, just say yes. My husband called me about the Bryan building. I was in Texas. I wasn't even here. And he says, hey, my, the Lord spoke to me before I even got the call. And the Lord said, your husband's going to call you, and you tell him yes, and don't say anything else. And I was like, what am I? And, and, and us in the natural, in our mindset, we're thinking like, what am I saying yes to, God? Tell me what I'm going to say yes to. Tell me everything before he calls me. Because we want to be in control. And we want to have control over things. And God's like, it doesn't matter. Just say yes. And he calls me up. And I'm way across the states here. And he says, hey, this opportunity opened up for us. I don't know. What do you think? Yes. But wait, let me explain it to you. Yes. Don't tell me anymore. Just yes. And it made no sense to me. But it was the eagle coming to swoop me for even the transition and the changes that we're dealing with, even with the building here, that God came with the eagle to swoop me and to say, I've got it covered. You didn't know it then when you said yes, but your yes then is for a now time. And now I'm putting into effect things that you didn't even understand before. And I used to tell this to my youth all the time. I said, if you don't understand what God's doing right now, you're in the best place of your life. 
Why do we try to understand everything God's doing when we have no control over it? Because God's going to do what he wants to do regardless of what we think about it. Because he knows what's best for us. He knows what's the best thing for us. And, the, and I said, God, yes. My car just messed up. I got to go to Brian. I got to do this. I got to do that. That's the natural mindset. That's the old mindset. And God's like, say yes. Somebody sent me this word the other day, and it was so encouraging, and I wanted to share with you guys, and I'm going to wrap everything up with this. This is what we're saying yes to this morning. There is a visitation of my spirit that is upon Ohio. Even in this hour, I'm releasing my kiss from heaven upon Ohio. I will take streams that are diverse in nature and join them together, and you will witness corporate unity that will begin in my house. I will cause reconciliation and healing to come upon this state, for I am awakening my bride in Ohio with my kiss from heaven. As my bride receives my kiss, her slumber will be broken, and I will ignite a passion from my bride in this state, and you will witness radical displays of my glory and uncommon signs and wonders. And as you see the beginning of these different streams becoming unified, then you will know that I'm releasing my visitation upon my bride, and I will call streams of healing to pop up all over this state, even houses of healing, and you will witness miracles of multiplication. For I have seen the hunger within the, my bride in this state and have seen their passion to reach the lost. And so know this, Ohio, you will not be passed by and you will fulfill your mandate, the, says the Spirit of God. <laughs> this person doesn't live in our state. They don't know anything. But they sent that to me as an encouragement to me. And the Lord reminded me of that this morning. And he said, you're saying yes to this. You don't know, the, you, don't, you can't see the whole picture. You only have a piece of it. But by faith, put the, the piece that you do have, put it up on the table that you're sitting with me at. I'm getting this in the spirit right now. Take the piece of puzzle that I've given you, put it on the table because you're a part of the puzzle that God's bringing together this season. And you may not understand it, and you may not know what God's doing, but put the piece of puzzle on the table with the Lord that he has you sitting at this season. So that way you can be unified and come in agreement with the things God has for your life this morning. Don't fight it anymore. Let's just stand this morning. Do we have any people this morning that are ready to say yes to Jesus? I'm not talking about getting saved. You, we know everybody's saved. If you're not saved, then you can come up. And, and if that's what you feel in your heart you need to do, then do that. But I'm telling you, your yes has power this season. He's waiting for you to say yes to him this afternoon.
but God, I don't understand what you're doing. Does it matter? Just be led by my Holy Spirit and abound in my hope. God, we thank you this morning for everybody watching, everybody in this place, God. I pray, God, that you would strengthen us this season, God. I pray, Lord, that everything you release, God, by your word, Lord, that it would penetrate people's hearts, it penetrate their spirits, God, that there are good things coming to their households. There are good things coming in their ministries, God. There's amazing things that you're trying to do this season, God. And even though in the natural things look a mess and chaotic, God, you want us to be in your peace and your rest this season. You want us to say yes to you, God. <laughs> yes, abounding it with your Holy Spirit this season, God. God, help us, Lord, not always trying to figure things out, Lord. I pray for understanding of the Holy Spirit this morning, Lord. Give us understanding. Give us a glimpse, God, this morning of what heaven is saying to each and every one of us this morning, God. I pray you would take off worries and burdens this morning, God. Things that people have been carrying, Lord, that they would surrender it unto you, God. Right there where you're at, whatever it is you've been holding on to, Whatever it is that's been a stumbling block for you, whatever it is that's made your life difficult this season, that you feel you got stuck somehow, God's saying, give it to me this morning. Give me your family. Give me your kids. Give me your spouse. Whatever it is, give me your finances. Whatever it is this morning that you're trying to figure it out with your own control and your own power, and God's saying, be led by the power of the Holy Spirit and be abound in hope this morning. God, we take your hope this morning. Let it be a stir in our bellies. And all hope defer has to leave. That makes the heart sick, God. We will not be sick. You're just pouring out living waters right now, God. <laughs> the Lord's saying, just drink this morning. That's what he was trying to do earlier. He's like, you have forgotten to drink. Drink this morning. You watching, drink this morning. There's a river that's flowing in front of you. It's living and it's breathing and it creates life. And it's up to you if you want to stick your hands in the river or be on the banks of the river. And God's saying, stick your hands in the river and drink some of this fresh living water that I'm pouring out right now. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to let you see things more clearly. If you feel you need to come up this morning to drink from the river, then come up and drink. <laughs> the invitation's already out. It's been sent to your house. <laughs> In the house of God, you don't need to respond and say, I'm coming to the party, Jesus. <laughs> you just have to come up and receive as a son and a daughter of the Lord. Just say, I'll take that, Jesus. 
<laughs> I'll take some of that living water. I'll drink it in deep. Let it touch every part that you can't physically touch inside of you. Drink from the living waters this morning. He's giving you joy with this living waters. <laughs> Do you want to come on an adventure with Jesus this morning? <laughs> the bad news is not bad news. It's an adventure God wants to take you on. Help us, Lord, to go on an adventure with you, Lord. In a journey with you, God, <laughs> that springs, springs of life underneath our feet, God. She <laughs> Look, I'm telling you right now, I just saw in the spirit springs popping up from the ground this morning. There's a spring underneath your feet because he's trying to launch you into some things and you keep fighting and you keep fighting and God's like, I'm going to win, honey. I'm going to win.